Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You are about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron's Sports Talk Podcast. Are you ready for it? Now, here is Ellen and Aaron. Welcome, everybody, to the Ellen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. It's Friday night, and it's 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, June 25th, 2021. I'm so excited to be with you tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following us on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. I did want to let you know that my co-host, Aaron, will not be on the show tonight. He is now actually watching a baseball game up in Boston, the Red Sox, and we're going to talk about two Major League Baseball players this past week that was in the spotlight, and I'll make sure I discuss that a little bit later in the show. I don't want to kind of let you know who those two guys are, but one of them <laughs> is not too far. I'll give a little hint from where Aaron is watching, so I'll let you know on that. But we have a great show this today. We have a, a lot lined up. If you'd like to join the discussion at any point live, please feel free to call in at 516 516- 418-5572. Again, it's 516-418-5572. We welcome your opinion. We welcome the candor back and forth. And we love you listening here tonight. So what we're going to do is discuss a lot of things that are happening here in the sports world. Uh, right now, the Bolts are going live against the Islanders in Game 7, folks. You know, that's one of the things that me and Aaron talked about earlier this week, that we felt as if the Bolts will prevail, but we also did believe that the Islanders were going to give the Bolts a run for their money. I thought for sure they were going to close it out in Game 6. They didn't. I'm not really surprised that it game, went to a Game 7, which we are in now. I'll give you an update on the score. The... In period two, the Tampa Bay Lightning is ahead, one to zero. Still a lot of hockey to be played, but this is the game seven. Whoever wins advances to go ahead and try to win the Stanley Cup. And for Tampa Bay, it would be defending their cup if they're able to advance and, and go forward. But definitely, it's still a series. So game seven right now, one zero, Tampa Bay Lightning. Period two, with four minutes and 48 seconds remaining. I'll keep you up to date on the score as you're listening to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. A lot of things to cover. And, you know, I wanted to go ahead and give you my insight on the KD versus Pippen riff. For those who don't know, uh, Pippen took a shot against Kevin Durant. This week, he basically said that he feels if Durant, if, that LeBron James is a better player. And one thing that uh, LeBron James did do is that he won a championship with no help where KD was not able to do so. And that was really a diss on KD and big props to, to LeBron. I, I would have to say I disagree with Pipkin Cold Harley on this comment. 
And why I disagree with him is because LeBron James is an outstanding player, and he is definitely going to be on the Mount Rushmore, as I talked about last week, when everything is said and done with his career. However, the championships that he won, he did have help in. I'll repeat that. The championships that LeBron James has won, he did have help. And the reason why I say it is because with LeBron James, where he's struggled in keeping up with Jordan is that he's came into a lot of the finals not having enough help. But once he did run into the finals and he had some help, he ended up actually getting close to winning or winning those winning those finals. You check it check into it. The first time he went to the finals, he went to Cleveland and he had zero he had zero all stars that really made that team. That was the first time he made and he was against the Spurs. He was heavily overmatched and it was the first time LeBron made it to finals and he didn't do too well. That I would say he really didn't have much help. Reason being, when I say much help, he didn't have at least one or two all-stars or at least one or two reliable guys that even if they weren't all-stars, that were really, really, he could count on that could produce points on their own, generate their own offense, play some great defense. He didn't have any really standout players to help him. The year that that uh, Pippen is talking about, LeBron James had actually a lot of help. Kyrie Irving played an outstanding series, and he he did very well. That was that was Kyrie Irving doing his thing, you know, having a great great series, and that's the reason why LeBron James was able to win that championship. When he's had some some help, he was able to win. That's less LeBron. KD really had a tough go at this. You know, when you're trying to win a championship, even if you're a stellar player, and to me, I think KD is actually actually a better offensive player than LeBron. I, I would kid you not. LeBron James is a great offensive force, but it just seems with KD is that that's his game in offense. He can shoot pinpoint accuracy. He's a better shooter than I feel LeBron James is. If if somebody's taking a shot and it's KD or LeBron, I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit more nervous when KD is taking a shot of him making it. Meaning if I'm not rooting for KD and he's taking a shot and I'm not rooting for LeBron, I don't feel as nervous as LeBron taking that last shot as I do KD. KD is an offensive juggernaut. And to me, he is the he's a better offensive player than LeBron James. And I just feel wholeheartedly feel that way. So I don't, I don't think, you know, as much as I respect Pipkin, I don't think that his uh, comments are really do just. I definitely do think um, they're they're out of they're kind of out of whack. I mean, I don't know what try to point he's trying to make. But one thing that KD did respond in KD's defense is that he did say how Pipkin was in his feelings when Tony Kukoc basically took the game with a shot over him. And that was the year, the first year that Michael Jordan retired. So one thing about Scottie Pippen that was, has been his Achilles heel is that I do feel as if throughout his majority of his career, he's been very jealous of Jordan. It kind of shows in his gameplay, in the things he says, in his actions, you could just tell that he wanted to be the man and him being next to the man 
was cool, but it wasn't what he really wanted. He wanted to be Michael Jordan. He wanted to be recognized as being the man. And yes, Pipkin was a great sidekick, but he was a part two. Uh, we have a call on the line. Let me go ahead and take that caller right now, and I'll continue on in a few moments. Welcome to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Alan, is that you? Oh, it sure is. How you doing so far tonight? Lou? All right. Yeah. All right. Glad to hear from you. It's always a pleasure. How you been? I know you got I know you got a different topic you're working on, but you know, uh there is there is one important game that's going on right now and of course nothing could it better than of course game seven. Yes, yes. That's right. Game seven is going on right now. And yep. it's it's uh Tampa Bay Lightning is up one to zero. Period two yep. and got about two minutes and ten seconds. The huge game because two oh it's now it's a minute fifty one. Yeah. Minute fifty one, yep. So you got faster in the internet than I do. Yep. <laughs> and um I watch it. What are your thoughts on this though? Well, you know, I was kind of explaining this. I mean, they seem like a little bit, you know, like out of gas and whatnot after, you know, the lopsided score and the late, you know, late game, you know, 8-0 uh, and whatnot. Eventually, you're not going to have that, you know, twice in a row. So I did, I did expect it because when you get to this point in game seven, you know, you're all tired and everything. It's the last to stand on its legs, you know, longer wins. Yeah, you're right about that. That's the way I, I mean, look at it. You got to figure you're right. I mean, it's been a long series. You mean eight, eight uh, scores in one game, and not yeah. only that, you've seen each other so much that you kind of know each other. So it's harder for you to kind of beat your competition badly because you all know each other. What do you? Yeah. What do you think the advances? I mean, you know, that's what happens when you get a long series. You know, where you're familiar with it. Well. Mm, Take back to, like, say, well, this is going back, well, the 96 uh, finals. Um, Florida was uh, against Colorado. Colorado beat the pants off them in game three, uh, eight nothing or eight one. And then in game four, which was a swept, the uh, Avalanche and the uh, Panthers were tied zero to the third overtime. Yeah. So you're yeah. right about that. I thought the game would never end. I thought the game would never end. Yeah, and this... I mean, this each game is different, game. you know, even though the same series. Yeah, and, I, and me and Aaron did say that we did think the Islanders were going to give the Bolts uh, definitely a run for their money. I didn't think it would go to game seven runs for their money, but this is definitely very interesting. I did. Oh, wow. So you predicted it was going to go to game seven. Absolutely. What made you feel that way? Rivals, you know, rivals know each other. This look, you know, they're pretty. They're, I think they're pretty much evenly matched, and usually even matched series do go the distance. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's that definitely. I, I definitely did think it was going to be a tough series. But so the final is going to seem a little bit weird for the first time in ages. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to definitely seem weird. I mean. I know you're rooting for the Islanders. I'm, <laughs> I would have to assume that. Don't be so sure about that. Well, uh, well, then again, I'm not rooting for a Canadian team, so I think uh, I'll have to go with the Islanders here. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping I'm I'm hoping that the the lightning do it. You know, being that we're living here now in in the Tampa area, I I definitely hope they right. they they push it out and well, make it. Well, one of my colleagues is from the Tampa area as well, so uh, you know, so I got so I got ties to it. Well, I've got ties to the Islanders as well, so uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. As the old saying goes, pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. I mean, definitely. And what are your thoughts as far as, you know, things that are going on with the Islanders, them being able to come back after being blown out so bad? you think that, that has linger effect? Oh, absolutely. It always does. That's how, we, that's how it usually goes in the, in the sports world. So you still think they're thinking about that even now? Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to forget. <laughs> well, it's at the end of the second now, still one nothing. One nothing. Huh. Reminds me of the reminds me of the Rangers Devils game seven. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going, I mean, exact, this... it's going as exactly as, a, as that game was. They didn't score early. I think the Rangers scored it in the second period. And then seven seconds to go in regulation, the Devils tie it up. I'm like, you good for nothing. Oh, God. The game with the double overtime, and then Stefan with the, with the game-winning goal. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I absolutely was right. Like, yes. Yeah, this is a real nail-biter right here. I mean, you got to yeah. figure – you gotta if you're the lightning, you gotta get another score or two. It's kinda like baseball in a way when you look yeah. at it, you gotta get at least another score. Because one yeah. nothing that's just too I've close. always said this, uh, Alan. One nothing is the most difficult lead to hold in any sport. Great point you have. That's uh, absolutely Well, I've said before I start calling this show, I'll put it to you that way. That's that's a great point. I, I, I totally agree with you because in any sport if you just Holding on to one nothing lead, baseball, hockey, you need that that second run. It's got to be your insurance run. Yeah, although it has happened on occasion. I mean, uh, the, I mean, take you know, take the uh, Braves Yankees game game six. That was one of the you know, they're not going. Like, wow, one nothing. They hold it up. Yeah, yeah, it's just. It's a real nail but of biter. Of course, though. we had the, now that was the good side of it. Of course, that they won, but of course, we also had the bad side of it. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. Yeah. Well, there was one bad side to it too. What was that? Joe Buck calling the game. What else? Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'll explain that later, but still. <laughs> No. But one nothing, you know, is the most difficult. I mean, it's more easy to hold on to a nothing nothing game than one nothing. What reason? I have no idea. Yeah. Do you think it's in a game like this that's so tight that experience matters, or it really doesn't matter? Oh, experience. Oh, experience does matter. Believe me, it matters. More so for the. So you say the Lightning have the experience on that? They have the advantages right now. Yes. It's the same reason why the Golden Knights got to be, you know, so you know, how they've done in their short existence. 
this was not a new team. You know, I mean, it wasn't a new team, but it wasn't comprised of just rookie players. These were, you know, experienced players who played on Stanley Cup teams before, so they knew what they were, they knew where they were going, uh, getting into. So while Vegas was an experienced team not that long ago, they played like, you know, like uh, longtime veterans. Yeah, yeah, you good good point on this. That's what that's what you need. You need experienced players to help get you through it, even though you're a new team. And you know, not many people gave them a chance. But I'm like, wait, this is not, okay. This may be a new team to hockey, but the players are not new. They've been here. They know what they know. They know what they're up against. They can they can do this. So, you know, you made up a new team, but you got a bunch of veteran players to new the game. This was not your average. This was not your average rookie team. Yeah, that's a great point. That you know, the experience definitely does play in a factor. But you know, with it being one nothing, still very close. Too close. Yeah, I mean that's that's. Yeah, especially as competitive these two teams are, you got to get some more more points. I know it's easier said than done, but. Hmm. I think if the Lightning can get another score in the third period, I think I feel like I like At their least. chances. At least another score, yeah. I like their chances, but you're right. It's it's very, very close. Yes. Uh, so it I all think, comes down in the final 20 minutes. Yeah, I know that's tight. <laughs> and let's say the Lightning win – who do you think wins the Stanley Cup? Who will win it? I would say that uh, the Lightning will repeat. So this would be their biggest challenge then, basically. Yes. So if they get past the Islanders, Lou says it. He's got the Lightning winning it and repeating and defending the title. Call the show tomorrow. I'll explain the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And speaking of your show, what what other topics are you planning on discussing? Well, I'm going a little bit out of the ordinary because I'm going to discuss a little bit of Euro Cup. I had some Olympic news. I've uh, got a few little bits of NFL. We'll recap the um, U.S. Open Golf Championship. Uh, maybe do a little little piece of uh, Wimbledon here and there because there have been some uh, changes. And being that tournament starts Monday, <laughs> you know, we got to get that all in. Yep, that's right, the tournament starts Monday. And according to the um, – well, just well, I was watching the game earlier, uh, they have announced that the Stanley Cup Finals will also start on Monday night. This Monday night, coming up. No, Monday night in June of, tw- of 2027. Yes, it's Monday. Oh, wow, wow. Man, it's a quick turnaround. The, I didn't, thing I'm, though, the only thing is, though, the schedule, this uh, the broadcast schedule – is a little different because you know in past years how NBC had uh, like uh, games one, four, five, six, and seven, and uh, the other ones had like the second and third game. This year is a little bit wacky. This year the cable channel is going to have the first two games, and NBC is going to have all the rest. That's interesting. Well, I think Something. there's a conflict in I think there's a conflict with the schedule this year. So I get I get that. But unfortunately, if you're looking for a game on the 4th of July, three words to tell you. Not going to happen. Yeah, so if you're looking for a game on the 4th of July, better just enjoy 
your company you're with and enjoy your burgers and hot dogs. July 5th, yes. July 4th, no. But there is one thing that you could watch on July 4th. Baseball. <laughs> there is one thing. And I got a chance to meet him, Joey Chestnut, in the hot dog no, eating contest. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Joe, Joey Chestnut on the yeah. you know, eating hot dog contest, 4th of July. No, thank you. <laughs> I got a chance to meet I do Joey not, Chestnut. I do not cover competitive eating on the show. I do not do that. <laughs> You know, I gotta, I gotta wish him a lot of, uh, a lot of luck, Joey Chestnut on the Fourth of July. You brought that up because of the fact that um, he, you know, I got a chance to meet him here in Tampa. Believe it or not, that's ironic. Did he challenge you to a hot dog eating contest too? <laughs> no, he did. He was yeah. actually at the Rays Fan Fest. He was one of the special guests at the Rays Fan ah. Fest, and I was. You know, right there, and I was shocked that he was there, and I really wanted a picture with him, and I asked him and got it, and I'll post it up on our Facebook page sometime this week. <laughs> but almost everybody was looking like, why does this guy want this picture with this guy? And I'm like, this guy's a legend. This guy, he's won so many hot dog eating contests. You don't see that every day. But, yes, the 4th of July, you can you want to? That. Huh? Why would you want to? <laughs> well, man, won so many titles. You know, it, it just stuck in my head that the 4th of July, the hot dog eating contest, that's always on. Bring the Pepto. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't compete with that. I love Nathan's Franks, but I can only eat two hot dogs and the fries and a drink, and I'm good. I can't. Right. That's it for me. Possibly if I'm real hungry, I can eat a third hot dog, and that's it. I can't yeah. I can't compete with none of those guys. No, thank so you. I, <laughs> anything else you got yeah. going on on the show too? Well, we also have um our regular features. We got we got trivia, we got quotes, uh we have uh the best and worst moments of the month and I have mine already. I've had mine ready for quite some time. Because June has been an interesting month. Uh, we got and I got a ridiculous time of the week, which some of you may think it's kind of ridiculous, others may not. So I'll let you guys be the judge on that. But I found it kind of ridiculous. Yet the story has been told before. So when you think, when, if you call tomorrow, I'll, I'll explain it. You know, because like I said, some of you may find this ridiculous, and some of you may not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but definitely. Like- I do. Sounds like you got a great show there. And then how's things uh, for yourself been otherwise? Well, good. I have my significant other with me, and, you know, she's part of the show as well. Nice. Right. Mm-hmm. She's been a What's big her part name? Of, she's been a big help of the show. In the, let's see. Where are we now? We're now in our – well, I'm in my fourth year now. So she's And she's been there pretty much from the beginning. That's awesome that you – Significant others helping you out in your show. That's fantastic. What's your name? So, what? Her name. Diane. Diane. That's great. That Actually, Diane is actually you, you talked to her on the, show be- on the show before. Okay, yes. That's right. I, it's, it, sorry about yes. that. I forgot her name. Yes, the young, is, yes, the young lady that, yes. That's fantastic that she's helping you out. 
Well, make sure you treat her right. Of my life. Yeah, make sure you continue to treat her right. <laughs> That's all awesome. I do. Only problem is she's a Met fan. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't yeah. nobody's perfect, right? No. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, she follows baseball and hockey when she's, you know, she follows the Mets and the Devils. I follow the Yankees and more so the uh, Rangers. Okay, that's that's nice. Well, at least that's good that you <laughs> <laughs> you got some competing. Sports there, teams, so that's good. Good banter. Well, yeah, well, I don't even know if back in the day if, um, you know, the Yankee commentators agreed with each other, you know, Michael Kay and John Sterling. I don't think I don't think they saw eye to eye either much. No, you're right. They disagreed from time to time they did. I mean, a lot of times they agreed, but, you know, it's like anything. Sometimes people have different opinions on things. So, yeah. Still, that she's helping you out with the show. But his, uh, but his partner is a lot worse. Oh yeah, yeah. His current his current partner is a lot worse. They don't get that. They don't agree too often. Uh no. Well, they're complete opposite of each other because his current comment his current partner on the radio side actually uh, is from Red Sox territory. Oh wow. Yeah. Sue Waltman. Ugh. Yeah, she, she's she's been around for a while too. Yeah, but she's been she, on enemy territory with us. Yeah. 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 So speaking of enemy territory, uh, you know, big shout out to Dustin Pedroia. He's uh, today's his day, and that's where Aaron's at. Actually, he's at Fenway Park and. Today was Fenway was uh, Dustin Pedroia day. What do you think about Dustin Pedroia as a player? He's a Red Sox. How do you think? <laughs> Does that answer your question? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, putting that aside though, that he did play for the Red Sox. That guy was a was definitely a gamer on the field though. I mean, as a yes, Yankee I fan. Know. As a Yankee fan, he was really a thorn in the side, man. That guy was really a hustler. I got to give him credit. And... Yeah, but no, but uh, Martinez was even worse with us. Really? Oh, yeah, Pedro. Poppy. Pedro, yeah. Poppy. Yeah, Pedro was. Yeah. You know, um, YouTube has, like, the uh, greatest plays, the greatest, uh, the, what was it, the, uh, there's list, the 20 most, um, popular uh, walk-off wins, and one of them was when he hit the home run in extra innings against the Yankees in the ALCS, the 2004 season, that is. Yeah. That. And I I respect David Ortiz a lot, too, but he's, he's been a Yankee killer, too, with his bat. Yes. He's, I mean, he definitely, I mean, I respect his game, but he definitely put a hurting on on the Yankees for sure, along with Dustin. So anytime you are thorn in the side of a New Yorker, usually that means that you're going to probably make the Hall of Fame or do something special in your career. Yes, although it's something we would like to forget. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to ask you this. Do you think that the biggest choke job ever – was the Yankees when they lost four straight to Boston. Absolutely. 
as far as Yang, as far as that series goes, yes. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I, I, people ask me this question. I, I always go to that. I said, as a Yankee fan and as a person who just is fair in my commentary, I think the biggest collapse and biggest choke job in sports history, in my opinion, unfortunately, was when the Yankees lost four straight. I hate to say it. I mean, how did that? How did that happen? You know, I I knew that the Red Sox were. I actually knew that they were a better team than the Yankees because of the fact that they knew how to manufacture runs and they didn't swing at any balls out of the strike zone. I still felt as if the Yankees were going to win the series, but I felt that the Red Sox were going to definitely give them a run for their money. But I didn't see them coming back four straight. Nobody did because that never happened before. Yeah, I mean – when, but I kind of seen the writing on the wall when they when they had to come back to New York to play those games back in New York. I, I just I didn't have a good feeling that the Yankees were going to actually close out the series. You could tell that emotionally they were they lost it. They they thought the series was over and they just couldn't recuperate from that. We all did, especially after winning fifteen to two in Game Three. Yeah, I mean that. So when the Yankees came back to New York, I, I wasn't comp- – like, I felt like at that point I could see the Red Sox winning those last two games. And sure enough, they did, especially the last game. It was a blowout. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, so at least we agree on that. The biggest sports collapse and bo- biggest choke yeah. is the Yankees. So, wow, I, we agree on that. That's amazing. How can you not? Yeah, I mean, there's been some some real letdowns in sports and some choke jobs, but losing four straight after having a team with Mo on it, all those superstars, they had Gary Sheffield. I mean, they had they had some great players. You would have thought that they wouldn't go down 0-4. Like, they wouldn't win three and no. lose the next no. four. Yeah, I mean – but once they came back to New York, I felt as if it was very possible they could lose the next two games. I really thought and, they would pull out of it. Yeah, it just seemed like emotionally when they had to come back to New York, they never got past that, the fact that they had to continue to play to win. It's just it, That was the thing that surprised me about the Yankees. Their will to, to compete was kind of like let out, the, let out the door when they had to come back. You never would expect that from the yeah. Yankees, but sure enough, they did. Oh. And, yeah, at least we agree on that. The biggest choke job in sports history. That's, that's more um, than the Clippers. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely more than the Clippers. I don't think the Clippers are n- well, they're nowhere choke near. Too. Yeah, they got a, they're pretty choke, choke artists as well, but I still think the Yankees, what they had and that team – who they are, their organization, to lose four straight. I, I just can't – the Clippers are not there yet. I mean, they didn't have a dominating no. team like the Yankees and an organization and apparently that – apparently the coach is taking – the coach is uh, taking the choke with him to Philadelphia. Too bad, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> That's a – Maybe it's not pretty... the teams that are cursed. Maybe it's him. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. It's just 
And he's a very good coach, too. I feel bad for him because yeah, I, I really do. I feel bad for him because he just can't get over the hump. And you want him to succeed because there's not too many minorities that coach in the NBA. And he's had his opportunities, but it just seemed like he just can't break through that ceiling. Yeah. And, and that's going to be something that's going to stick with him, too. You're absolutely right that he yeah. just doesn't get past that threshold. And it doesn't seem no matter where he goes, it always ends up the story is the same. Yeah. It's not the team, it's Hammer. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what that's what the assessment I, people are going to make, that he can win some games, but to win the big games, he nope. comes up short. And, it, and he switched teams. He's had very good teams, too. He's had some very good players. But, you know, unfortunately, he's going to – fall back on the coach. And I'm rooting for him. I want him to succeed, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It it just doesn't, the ball doesn't seem to bounce where it needs to for him. But I hope he does turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I wanted to uh, definitely make sure that we let people know how to reach you. So let me give them that information. And that's the loop. Enhanced Sports Show, you can reach him yeah. tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time Zone, between 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Him and Diane will be definitely doing a great show, so you should definitely listen well, in. Well, she's not the co-host, but another one is, but, she's, but she is a supporting member. Supporting member, that's right, Diane. Yes. And the phone number is 512-543-4662, and that's 512 512- Five four three four six six two. It's gonna be a great show that Lou's gonna have. Anything else they can look forward to tomorrow? Well, I guess we have a whole bunch, you know, because you know we we got everything. I mean, you know, usually this is a time of year when everything just dies down. It's usually a quiet part of the of the year until like um, August. Not this summer. Uh uh-uh. uh I mean, because you got the playoffs, which you know got got a late start, so we have that. Uh, we'll cover. Well, I guess so we'll cover the final round of the um, U.S. Open, which happened on on Sunday. I wish if you were if you're a Phil Mickelson fan, I wish I had better news for you though. Oh boy, uh, Euro Cup <laughs> soccer we got. Uh, we'll cover. We'll, we'll cover some baseball. I got a whole bunch of stuff. I don't even know if I'm gonna get every topic again before the show ends tomorrow. I probably won't, because I because you know. We we do a lot of stuff also with um, our own little segments. You know, my co-host has his segment with um, UFC and boxing. Diane has her sports trivia. So you know, it's a well-rounded show. So we have a lot going. We're like the fastest two hours in sports. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely called in. It's a great title, show. Though. Definitely, and and let them the enhanced sports show and let them know how to how to listen in because I know that it's a little different for them to listen in, let them know that too. Right. Uh, we're on Uber, and uh, we do have a few past shows up on the site, so you can check that out. Just go to Uber Uber conferences and look up past conferences and look up our show, the Enhanced Sports Show. I got uh, shows like the past uh, four or five weeks up there, so if you want to um, look it up before you want to call in the show, if you dare to, uh, you can just um, look it up that way. There you go. He's on the Uber Sports Show, and 
definitely we we always appreciate Lou. He's uh, great to our show here in the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. We really appreciate him. And again, that phone number to reach Lou on the Enhanced Sports Show is 512-543-4662. It's Saturday between 5 and 7 Eastern Standard Time Zone. He's got a great lineup for you, a great show, so don't miss out. And he's going to definitely give you a great time. So we appreciate you, Lou. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Lou. I'm sorry. Well, I try to. (laughs) No, yeah, you definitely. I mean, I called in and you got a great show, so you keep doing what you're doing. And Oh, you're welcome. And we we appreciate always the input here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Tech Radio Show. And it's always a pleasure. It's still one nothing. Tampa Bay Lightning over the Islanders. A little over 15 minutes in period three. So they're holding on, but still a long way to go. Yeah, barely breathing with a pulse. <laughs> yep, so definitely that's awesome. So we'll keep you posted on the the score throughout the show. And definitely thanks again, Lou, for, for calling in. You're, you're definitely somebody we really appreciate and really admire. I don't know about time next week or not, but if I do, I will call it because, remember, it is Fourth of July weekend. It is Fourth of July weekend. That's right, for sure. And if, if I don't get a chance to speak to you, definitely happy Fourth of July to you, Diane, and, and your family. Thank you. But I will return at, But I will return in the very, very near future. Oh, we always look forward to hearing from you. So definitely, if you can make it on the fourth, that's great. If, if not, come back, definitely. Well, it'll be the, it'll be the second, so uh, that's, a, that's a thing. So we'll have, have to wait and see. But I'll be back. I'll be back on the night for another. We look forward to it. We definitely look right. forward to it. Right. Give my best to your give my best to the part to your partner. Oh, I will. I will definitely tell him giving you regards and definitely appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. Have a great night and a weekend. Yes, that's uh, one of our regular callers there. Lou is always a pleasure to have him. He's amazing. And don't forget to listen to his show tomorrow, 5 to 7, Eastern Standard Time Zone, Saturday. And I did also, so we did discuss with Lou, one of the players that I wanted to talk about in Major League Baseball this past week that got a lot of spotlight, which is Dustin Pedroia. Congratulations for him making it to the Boston Hall of Fame. I know he's a Red Sox player, but he is a magnificent player. I actually did get his autograph here in Tampa Bay, so I got to give him props. Hey, one thing about New Yorkers is that we give credit where credit is due, and he is an outstanding player. So congratulations to Dustin Pedroia. Keep, you know, definitely I know that his, his career ended abruptly, but you cannot negate what he's done for the Boston Red Sox and what he's done for the league. So big props to Dustin Pedroia doing his thing, making it to Boston Hall of Fame. Now, I did promise that I was going to talk about two major league baseball players that happened to have a lot of press this week. One is Dustin Pedroia. I did not mention the other player's name. I did say I was going to mention it on the show. The other player that I'm going to talk about in a little more serious matter is Ben Zobris. Uh, that was, for those who don't know what happened, 
Let me tell you the backstory first. Vince Obris is married to Juliana and Zobris. And what ended up happening during this week, which was all over the news, basically, Miss Zobris is, or, you know, she's a Christian singer. She actually showed up to a lot of his games. In 2019, Ben Zobris took some time off to deal with his marriage. What ended up happening is that later on, it came out this week that Ben Zobris is suing Juliana Zobris because of the fact, well, she's not suing her, I should say he's not suing her, he's suing the pastor because Juliana Zobris unfortunately did have an affair with the pastor and Ben Zobris is suing for basically misrepresentation for the pastor and also stealing some of the money from the charity. So that's what's going on. That came to light this week. Got a lot of press. If you pull up Ben Zobris and you look at your news feed on Facebook, there's about 15 shares of it from different networks. And that's who I really wanted to go out and talk about was Ben Zobris. So ben Zobris, he doesn't know me. I haven't. I ha- well, I should say this like this. Ben Zobris has given me a couple of autographs at, as a raised player but we haven't talked or had a discussion, but I will tell you that I feel bad for Ben Zobris. You know, Juliana, basically her song and her music was the introduction song for him to come up to plate. I learned that coming to the Rays games. And it just seemed to me that Miss Zobris seemed like, she seemed like the type of person who, who relished more of the spotlight than Ben. Ben just went along with the flow but it seemed like Juliana was kind of looking more for attention. For example, she had a hair dyed. You know, she's a Christian singer, but you could just tell by her vibe that she loved the spotlight. And you could almost get the impression from her, just watching her, observing her, that she wanted to get that attention over Ben and to kind of take away some of that spotlight from him. Ben was kind of like just going with the flow. But this, uh, it really touched my heart when I heard the story because me being a Christian itself and for Ben to have to go through this now publicly, he didn't, he doesn't seem like a real big uh, guy to put out information in the public spectrum. I did check his, his uh, social media accounts and he hasn't really posted anything since May of 2019. And that's around the time when, him and his, he took some time away from the game to straighten things out his marriage. I never expected something like this was going on, that his wife would be messing around with the, the pastor. And the reason why this touched my heart is because I'm a Christian, and I just felt as if it's just a poor representation, talking about Juliana and the pastor, of what being a Christian is all about. I feel bad for Ben that he has to go through this. You know, unfortunately, you can't sue for a broken heart. I know he's got to feel bad about this situation, the way it's become a public spectacle. I don't know if if he'll win the case. I hope he does. But I'm rooting for him. I'm hoping that he, he's all right. You know, I, that did concern me that he didn't post anything since May of 2019. Uh, Juliana, she did turn off her comments on her social media. But you know what? 
we're on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, and that's one of the advantages I have having a show is that I can talk about this, not making a comment on social media. And Juliana, I, I'd have to say, you know, this is, as they were saying, baseball bush league. This is straight up bush league. You 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 did my man wrong. This is I'm telling you my opinion. Alan from the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. You cannot be a Christian singer trying to promote yourself by having your songs coming in for Ben Zobris, and then later on, you're fooling around with the pastor as a Christian singer. You are, in my opinion, what brings down the Christian faith because people who are not Christians are going to be like, well, I mean, stuff like that happens to everyday people. That's kind of crazy. Why in the world should I want to be a Christian? I mean, to me, don't take the title if you don't want the stuff that comes behind the back. And having burner cell phones and doing all this shady stuff, straight up, and as they say in baseball, it's Bush League. Straight up Bush League. You know, I read some of the comments on social media, what some of the people have been calling her, and they take some of the stuff down. I don't need to go into all those name calling. It's straight up Bush League. And I feel bad for Ben Zobras. Uh, my heart goes out to him. No baseball player, no player, period, should have to deal with he, what he's dealing with. You know, this really touched my heart because this is an athlete that really is soft-toned, soft-mannered, classy guy. And for him to have to go through this stuff is just really gut-wrenching, I'm sure, for him. And Ben Zobris, again, he doesn't know me from a hole in a wall. If he would love to come on the show and, and kind of talk about it, talk about how he's feeling, talk about where his mindset is at, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. Phone number here is 516-418-5572. You know, definitely my prayers go out to you, Ben Zobris, and, and your family. I don't know how this is going to play itself out, but I hope uh, wherever it does, you have peace in your heart and peace in your family because you didn't deserve this, man. You really didn't. And like I said before, Julian, that's Bush League. Burner cell phones. I mean, come on. Let me give me a break. I mean, fooling around with the pastor. What are you going to say? That he was more Christian than Ben Zobris? I mean, come on. Give me a break. You know, it's just it's just utterly ridiculous. You seem to me like the type of person that was trying to get attention, and now you got it. And the negative attention is definitely something that nobody needs. You know, that's the thing. You got attention in the wrong places. That's why I tell my kids, just be your own person, and don't try to be in the spotlight. Don't try to grab attention, because that's the impression I got from you on the field, that you're always trying to grab his attention. Not his attention, but you're trying to take away from his attention and put it onto you the way you were, you know, acting on the field. and I, But I still didn't think you would do something scandalous like that. So Ben Zobris, mad props to you. You're a class guy. I appreciate all the, you know, the autographs when you're with the Rays, being a class guy. And definitely, I, I'm sorry you have to go through all this. Uh, you definitely, it's something that I want to say on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, you know, and – what I also wanted to talk about, so those are the two players that I wanted to talk about this week, Dustin Pedroia and Ben Zobris. And also I wanted to 
Talk about some other great things here in golf. I see Brooks. He's doing really well. He's he's doing great. And so his <laughs> yeah. So Brooks, it's nice that he's doing his let his play and do the talking rather than all the talk on the sidelines with him and and Bryson. And I did watch a video with Bryson. That didn't look so good that he took like 150 swings at the hardest as he can to to increase ball speed. I'm curious to know if other golfers do the same regimen to increase ball speed that they just swing as hard as they can for 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. He, the man looked like he was going to pass out. So if you want to leave a comment or call in and let me know if that really does help your swing speed to swing as hard as you can, you know, day one, day two, day three. I mean, cause it just, it just looked exhausting. Not only that, it looked like after taking 150 swings, it's bad on your, your elbow, your back, your hips. I don't know. I just want to get you guys thoughts on that. So please leave comments on that. Swing it as hard as you can to try to increase ball speed. Does it really work or is it dangerous or is it more of a detriment? I would love to know the answer. Bryson or anybody else would like to reach out to me to be on the show to discuss it, please feel free. We're always welcoming here at the Allen Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. I did also want to kind of recap to you guys also my weekend in Miami. Uh, for those who don't know, last weekend I went ahead and went to the Signature Punch boxing event down in Miami. I covered the event. I was there for Thursday, the press conference, Friday, the weigh-in, and Saturday night, the fight. I came back on Sunday. So I was there the whole weekend to cover the fight, the Signature Punch Training Center fight, and boy, was that a, a magnificent event. I had such a great time. And I, I did get to the press conference right in time because I was running a little bit late. It took me a little bit longer than I thought it was going to take. To get down to Miami, it took me about four hours instead of me me thinking it was going to take three. So when it, someone I won't say their name kept telling me three hours, but it took four. So I got to the press conference as as it was starting right before the fighters got up there. So it was that close. And I didn't even check in. But I got some great pictures. Congratulations to Harold Calderon, uh, Melissa Odessa, and – it was just a it was just a fantastic event. The signature punch girls they took a they took a bunch of pictures and it was just it was just a great vibe to come down there. You know, you had winners of as I mentioned, Melissa Odessa. You had Howard Calderon and Javon Garnett, all winning title bites. Congratulations to all three of them. There was some additional winners. I want to congratulate them as well. And boy, did I tell you, you know, that's what boxing is all about because you had this event down in Miami. There was actually a lot of people there. It was a big turnout. And we was able to go ahead and take some professional pictures for the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. You can see all of those pictures right on our Facebook page, the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. I put on not all the pictures, but some of the best that happened that weekend. It was uh, 
you know, I got a chance to get a picture with uh, Melissa. Got a picture with all three of those champions I had mentioned too. So there's a lot of things to to unpack that happened. But I definitely want to thank Signature Punch Training Center. In particular, I want to thank Gary Lewis, the CEO of the Signature Punch Training Center, and Ivy Joe Butler from GLH Media. They approved us to go ahead and cover the fight. That meant the world to us. You know, for us to have a show that's been in, around for a little over a year to get approved for covering a fight is is remarkable. And one of the things that really, really amplified to me why you really want to go to events is this. You know, a man is only as good as his word. I told Signature Punch when they had their first title fight, this was title fight number two that happened this past weekend. I mentioned that I would, wasn't able to make the first one. I had uh, babysitter issues. I couldn't have somebody watch the kids for that weekend. It was just bad timing, and I couldn't make the first fight. And I was really regretful I couldn't, but I did promise them that I was going to be at the next one, which I did keep my word. I did show up to the next one. Not only did I show up to the next one, which we're very appreciative. They gave us media access. But here at the Allen and Aaron Sports, a greater show, I will not mention their name here on the air, but we did get another request to cover a different fight that I that we kind of like I had to I can't be in two places one time, so I had to turn down one of them, and it worked out that we end up going to the Signature Punch Training Center fight. It was a great great occasion, and if you ever are a boxer, you want to get involved into fighting. It's a great company reach out to Signature Punch Training Center down in Tampa. They're very, very nice to deal with, very professional. Gary Lewis, let them know that the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show referred you, and you will have a, a definitely a great, prosperous career. They'll get you on the right track. So definitely looking out to them. I did want to talk about the fights that are happening this weekend, the Lomachenko fight, as well as Javante Davis. You know, I do think Lomachenko is, is going to win his fight, but I don't think that fight's going to be that easy for him. There is a significant height and reach advantage. And for him to, I know he wants to fight Timo Lopez to get his belt back for a rematch, but him winning this fight is a big step. I would have to say if Lomo wants to win his fight, which he's, he's the favorite, He's going to have to start early. He cannot do like he did with Lopez and start, you know, the sixth or seventh round. I I would say the seventh round is when he decided to start fighting. You can't wait till the seventh round and give away six rounds to your opponent and expect to win. That's just uh, ludicrous, and that's the reason why you lost the first fight. I know that Lomo still thinks in his heart that he won, but no, you did not. You did not win that first fight because you gave away six rounds to your competitor which meant that you had six rounds left. And yes, you started a fight after starting the seventh round, but you did not sweep all of the rounds. There was two rounds that I would give to Lopez out of those six. They were closer rounds than the prior six, but I would still say Lopez won two, at least two of those rounds. So I had Lopez winning that fight at the end of the, the night, and so did the judges. So to me, it was 
Bear and Lopez won that fight. So the key to victory for Lomachenko is to start off early. Do not wait around till the seventh round to get going. Coincidentally, Javante Davis is the same thing. It's significant height and reach advantage. I do think Javante will win the fight, and I so, so also do think Lomo is going to win the fight, but I think these are going to be very, very close fights because the advantage you have as a taller boxer, if you're able to stick the jab out and not let your opponent get in close to you, you have a very good shot of winning. Watch the Busta Douglas, Mike Tyson fight. That is the recipe to success when you're fighting a stronger, shorter boxer. That's why Busta Douglas beat Mike Tyson. He kept him out away from him with the jab. He kept sticking out the jab, and he never let him get close. If Mike Tyson did get close, he did the smart thing and wrapped him up. He smothered him down. You cannot let him with those shorter arms getting close to you. If you fight a guy who's shorter than you tall, you have a very good shot of winning a fight. So I think those two fights are going to be close, but I do think that the, they're going to end up winning. I have Lubin also winning his fight. So it's a big, big weekend of boxing that's happening this weekend. You know, you have two two mega fights. So it should be something to check out. What do you think is going to win the fight? What do you think is going to be a good strategy? Please leave your comments there at our Facebook page. And also, I wanted to let you guys know there's going to be some other events that we're going to cover here at the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. We have July coming up. We're going to try to see if we get approval to go to at least another fight next month. I don't want to say which fight. But there is a good potential. There's a great potential that we're going to go towards the end of July to another fight. That's in the works. We also do have an event in August. That's going to be an event that we're as well. So definitely big things are happening on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. We also want to make sure that you guys follow us on iHeartRadio. Subscribe there. You know all free like us on facebook you can follow me on instagram as well and you get a great chance to see what we're doing again that's alan and aaron sports Talk radio show i'll be having an interview coming up this week when it gets finalized and i have all of those details i'll let you know on my facebook page and we're going to make sure that we do right by all the boxers that decide to come on our show but I definitely want to thank Signature Punch Boxing. I want to thank Lou for being a great guy and calling in to our show. I want to thank you, the listeners, on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. And on behalf of Aaron, who's in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, I, we want to thank you again for listening. You have a great weekend, and we'll catch you again on our next show next Friday. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Evan Evans Sports Talk Podcast. <laughs> Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you. <laughs>